Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Almighty God, make me a conduit of your word. Lead me, Lord, and I will follow. Let your word reach all that have come to hear your message today. We're going to read from Luke 2, verses 9 to 14. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those of whom his favor rests. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So last week, Pastor Chris was preaching and how the Lord had made a covenant with Abraham and how that covenant transcended to us even today. And it just transcends time and it involves us and, and comes around us. It was an excellent sermon and I took notes. I do that in order to go back during the week in my quiet time and see what the Lord is saying to me. There was a part that resonated with me at the service and it did again during my quiet time. Pastor Chris said, God will ask one question of you. And the question was, did you believe that I loved you? Most of us will answer, yes, I believe he loves me. But our actions don't reflect that. And that is because our fear, fear of what we cannot control. We are afraid that we won't get that, um, what we're praying for, we were afraid that when we're praying for a job, they will send us out of state and, and then we will have to move away from the people we know. Or that our healing won't bring me back to how I was before getting sick. Worse, that there will be some new physical impairment. Then we want our children to get married. <laughs> But we wanted the spouse to be a strong Christian. Worst, what about if she's not a Christian at all? Then we're really in trouble. We pray for so many things, and then we ask ourselves, what if? What if it doesn't happen just the way I ask? with the coma and the point and the things where, where I put them. That is the moment you open the door to fear. Fear is so important 
that it appeared in the Bible 365 times. For example, can you count the times that fear has tormented you? Maybe you can put your finger on it. You didn't exactly know why you were afraid, but you knew you were stressed. And yes, a stress is a byproduct of fear. That fear doesn't let you rest at night, plus you keep thinking about it all day long. You keep talking to your, set, to your friends about it, trying to find reassurance through what I call the back door of our faith. It becomes so hard that we just simply cannot shake that feeling away. As M. Enriquez wrote in the early 2000s, fear takes many forms to the point that we're even afraid of things surrounding Christmas. Is that because it puts us on the spot to where we have to acknowledge the gift we're receiving and we don't feel that we are all that qualified to do so, and then we just go right away with the presents and the songs and everything else. Right now, you're probably thinking, why does she have to be talking about fear? It's Christmas. What does fear have to do with today? I'm talking about fear because I think many times we missed the other message of Christmas. There was a message spoken by the angel of the Lord in the events surrounding the birth of Christ. The message was so important that it was repeated several times throughout the story of Jesus' birth as if God himself wanted to make sure that we did not miss it. But unfortunately, in our faith walk, Christmas or not, we do miss it. It is not, he shall save the people from their sins. It is not, where is he who has been born to be king of the Jews? It is not, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace of goodwill towards man. All these messages are holy in our heart, and some of us know them by memory. And they certainly bring us comfort at this time of the year, even if things are not going well. But they're just so dear, and we do hold them holy. And they're messages of great joy. But the message I'm talking about, several times emphasized by God in the birth of his son Jesus, was fear not. These two words appear four times in the events surrounding the birth of Jesus. God speaking through his angels said, fear not. And I believe that God is asking us today, did you believe me when I tell you? Don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not because I am with you in the ears of your heart and your soul. Can you hear those words? Can you hear it softly spoken 
and feeling you from the inside out. When I put it in this context, it breaks my heart. For I know that there have been times when I have been afraid. And praise God, it has driven me to write it down and as you know, put it in my God box so that I can let it go. Sometimes we're so familiar with the word that we don't pay attention. We skim right over that message. And we're so caught up in everything else with the story that we don't hear those words anymore. But if you will read the gospel accounts in Matthew and Luke, you will find that God's angels spoke to everyone to whom he appeared and told them, fear not. If the message fear not was so important that God will have his angels say it four times, then perhaps it is important enough for us to look at it a little bit closer. Why is the message of Christmas, fear not? Because the birth of Jesus Christ shows us God's purpose for the world. In Luke 1, 28, verses 28 and 29, we're all familiar with the way the angel appears to Mary on verse 28. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his word and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not fear, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David. And in Matthew 1, 19 and 20, the angel appeared to Joseph and Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, but he did not want to expose her to public disgrace. So in his mind, he made up, he said, I'm going to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her womb is of the Holy Spirit. Because God had a greater purpose for what was going on, he was telling them, fear not. He was sending his holy begotten son. And the fear not was also saying, I got a purpose on all this. You all fear not. Calm down. Fear not because I have a plan. And that is the way it really is in our lives. And because his divine purpose through his son Jesus Christ, we can have eternal life. And we can have abundant life. And we can have all riches and glory. And 
he said to my son, through my son Jesus, fear not, for I have a plan. What does it mean for us today? How does Christmas show us God's promise? Because Jesus is the promise fulfilled. When you go back to Isaiah 43, verse 1, you read these words of comfort. But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When things get kind of crazy, and it gets kind of crazy on all of our lives, this is the kind of verse that I recommend you have it in a post-it, in your mirror, in your car, in your Bible, in the kitchen, because you need to be telling yourself all the time. Because faith comes by the Word of God, and this is the Word of God. And this is how I put it in my own posting. This is what the Lord says. He who created you, Francis. He who formed you, Francis. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. And as I pray this upon myself, I can tell you and I wish you could see my heart I feel that embrace and that embrace gives me the strength and the courage to take the next step you see I'm a visual learner it's great for me to hear and it's great for me to read but if I don't form a picture of what I'm hearing and reading I'm kind of like not getting it. And then imagine that a lot of these things come in English here, they go through this bridge, and then comes to the Spanish side of me. So there's a lot of movement. I need pictures. You know. I need pictures to keep me grounded. The Old Testament was the first hint that we will not have to be afraid anymore because God will enter human history to redeem his people, to redeem you, 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 to redeem all of us, to give us a chance in his own way not to miss his message and not to miss him. And in Luke 2, Verses 9 and 11 says, An angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Wouldn't you be? But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Don't be afraid, he said to them, because God is coming to be with you. Of course, I'm paraphrasing. But God is coming to be with us. And God is here today. 
and God is for us today. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And because of that, they did not need to be afraid anymore. And we don't either. We all can claim the prophecy that we read in Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, Mary, Joe, John, Alice, Michelle, Francis. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Can you put that picture in your mind? God looking at who you are, who you have been, and who you will be. And that is the one thing that amazes me the most about God's love for me. His faithfulness. That regardless of how many times I rise and fall, He will uphold me with His righteous hand. Because I am a child of God. And because I make mistakes, but He has promised me that He will not let me go. And that promise extends to all of you. God's presence makes the difference. That is why we don't have to be afraid anymore. Jesus spoke about this. For where two or three are gathered, in my name, there I am also. Even if we have to pick up the phone, that would be two of us. We can certainly FaceTime. We can certainly make a date with a couple of friends once a week at, let's say, 10 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night. Get on the phone and just pray for each other and each other's family. Why do I say that? Because we're two or three are gathered in his name. There he will be also. And it is so good that God translates all the lines of Facebook and whatever line that you are in. He hears you. He knows you're there. And remember, he knows your name. Farther down in Matthew 28, 20, he assures them, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Always. The end of the age for me is a picture of farther than the end of time. Farther than you can look up and see nothing. For me, because I'm from an island, the thing that soothes my soul that is in this world is the sea water, whether I see it cascading in the pool or whether I'm standing at the shore in Miami Beach looking at beautiful, beautiful blue water. It soothes my soul 
And for me, God transcends in all that. The biggest, the farthest, everything. Even to the end of age. Because Christ was born, we have the presence of God. And not only that, but the Bible promises that because Christ was born, we are all allowed to be in the presence of God ourselves. His presence is with us all the time, not just at Christmas. Fear not, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So today, as we go towards a brand new year, regardless of the anxiety that we might be building in ourselves about things that we cannot control, like the economy, the Lexa, and you know, the cars, and the this and the that, you know. He's telling us, fear not, for I am with you. As your personal problems and personal headaches and heartaches come up, Remember that we're no better than anybody else. But God has told us, fear not, for I am with you. Because God has a purpose for whatever he's doing and will be doing in your life, specifically in your future. So today, are you aware of God's purpose? Do you know God's promises? And if you don't learn them, and pray them because they're nuggets of gold in your prayer life. Is God present in your, in your life every day? Claim Him in the morning, give Him praise. Claim Him at night and give Him praise. The Word of God today is fear not. Jesus has been born. God has entered the world and you don't have to be afraid anymore. So as we come to the Lord with our praises, our gratefulness, our confessions and requests, let us not be afraid. Let us not pray and have a plan B in case God doesn't come through the way we want him to. Trust God. Trust Jesus. Trust the Holy Spirit given to you on the day of your salvation. Remember, the other message of Christmas is fear not. Fear not, for I will be with you always. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, our magnificent God, creator of us all, the mighty one, hear my prayer. Lord, you know that we live in a crazy and chaotic world. You also know the struggles of our daily life. When life gets to be too much, please help us to come to you. Calm our thoughts and emotions and open our hearts to your peace, comfort and wisdom blessings that we cannot live without. Help us, Lord, to fear not. 
Please reduce the feelings of fear and anxiety that attack our minds every day. Help us to rest in you and trust the work of your hands. I pray, Lord, in the name of all this, your beloved people and myself, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>